inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today, Zig is going to talk to us about the hamburger flippers of life. That's right. It's an interesting perspective, and I think you'll enjoy it. Let's turn it up and listen together. One night at one of the fast food restaurants, it was about 11 o'clock. No customers were in there. And the chairman of the board comes walking into this particular establishment, and he looks around. He doesn't see anybody on the counter. And then he kind of looked around, and he could see in the back, and there this guy back there was smoking a cigarette. Oh, he about hit the ceiling. He goes charging around there, and not only was the clerk that's supposed to be up front smoking a cigarette, but the manager was sitting back there also smoking a cigarette. Well, the chairman read him a right act. I mean, he tore that guy apart all up and down, and the manager was pretty cool about it. Finally, uh, when the chairman had finished reaming him out, the manager said, and just who are you? And the guy said, I'm the chairman of the board of this company. Now, what do you think about that? The guy's very cool. He said, I think you and I both are about as high in this organization as we're ever going to (laughs) go. Now, I open with that for this reason. I get so irritated when I hear on the news and I hear a lot of celebrities and a lot of athletes use the expression, you'll end up flipping hamburgers in a fast food restaurant. I want to talk about the hamburger flippers of life, ladies and gentlemen, because you see, I happen to believe that any work that is honest, that is productive, that uh, does a service, I happen to believe that that is a good job. Let me make some uh, observations as we look at some of those hamburger flippers. Now, I use that as a loose term. Obviously, there's a lot of fast food places that have pizza and chicken uh, and a thousand and one other things that are doing quite well. But they always use the term hamburger flippers when they're putting them down. So let me talk about it. First of all, it teaches the youngsters discipline and responsibility. I'm here to tell you that is not all bad. Second, it teaches them pride in performance. Many of them, for the first time, learn the importance of personal grooming, learn the importance of being neatly dressed, learn the importance of being dependable. They learn the value of money and thrift. When they start buying things themselves and discover uh, that their money will not buy everything in sight, I've been so amazed at a study they did out in California with high school dropouts who were getting ready to drop out, and they would always interview them and say, now, what are you going to do? They say, well, I'm going to get me a job. I'm going to rent me a little apartment, and then I'm going to get me a car. And uh, and they start enumerating those things, and the bottom line is they cannot even get close to earning as much money as is required for that. Now, think of the advantage that that youngster been working 10 or 12 hours a week on a part-time basis and learn just exactly what they can buy with that money. I'm so grateful I was able, as a youngster, I worked in a grocery store in Yazoo City, Mississippi. I was a teller in that store. Not trying to impress you with the title, that just meant I told people to move while I swept. I mean, it it wasn't in management. In the summer months, our business was awfully slow. 
I remember so vividly the day that uh, the boss was trying to get all of us busy and there was nothing to do. And I, he, he said, why don't you get busy? I said, well, Mr. Anderson, what do you want me to do? He said, well, you can dust these shelves, you can clean them out, you can rearrange them. And he pointed to a shelf that had two cans of tomatoes in it. I said, well, Mr. Anderson, there are just two cans of tomatoes. I, I guess it was the way I said just two cans that got to him. He, he grabbed me by the shoulder and said, let me tell you something about those two cans of tomatoes, boy. He said, first of all, it started out with a case, and that's 24 cans. Now, we've sold 22. That means we've got all of our money back. The two cans there represent profit, and profit is what enables us to stay open, and that's the way you get your salary. Now, what do you think of those two cans of tomatoes? I said, Mr. Adams knows the two most beautiful cans of tomatoes I have ever seen in my life. I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous. Now, I learned a very important lesson as a small boy about what economics and profit really meant. It meant my job. That's what it meant. Now, in the uh, fast food places, you learn a great deal about courtesy and human relations. You learn a whole lot about teamwork, working together, the importance of uh, being committed, and when you say you're going to be there the rest of the team is counting on you being there you also might be surprised and I've worked so much with so many of them at how much some of these young people make I'm talking about I've seen 22 and 23 year olds managing places that do a million dollars worth of business a year and you know what they're making 50 and 60 thousand dollars a year and several of those establishments give the managers an automobile one of them I'm thinking of for example a Lincoln Continental another one gives them a small Mercedes uh, that uh, they can win as managers and you take a 16 year old and put him in a place like that and the managers they're seven or eight years older with that kind of success, I'm here to tell you that it is effective. They learn goal setting uh, in there. And as a part of being there, uh, then they are depending on themselves to do things. And that is so much more important. I wonder how many of those young people this will keep out of drugs and crime. Surely those people who are ridiculing them don't think it would be a better idea for them to get into prostitution or drugs or crime, or something of that nature. Now, another thing about it, too, and that is a lot of business people go in fast food restaurants. And how many times has a, an effective clerk there been given a better or bigger or different opportunity, depending on how you view it, uh, because they were especially nice or kind or thoughtful to the individual who has just come in that store? One of the reasons, as I mentioned earlier, Immigrants are four times as likely to become millionaires in America as are the native-born is because immigrants take a job and make an opportunity out of it. Too many native-born take an opportunity and make a job out of it. The attitude does make a difference. There are a lot of part-time jobs. You can start in lawn care. I, to this day, I remember when we first moved to Dallas, our yard man was an Afro-American. His name was David Smith. David only finished about the seventh grade initially. 
And then he went back to school years later, graduated from high school at age 24. Now, he started out just cutting yard. Then he started studying how to care for lawns and how to do all of the things that go with landscaping. He put his three daughters through university. Two of them ended up as teachers because he started where he could start and then developed it and took it from there. Janitorial jobs to corporate maintenance, that very, very frequently happens. We have had a, a lady from uh, Chicago to come through uh, Born to Win uh, several years ago. She was a beauty queen. The only job she could get uh, starting out was in uh, janitorial maintenance. She ended up three years later with her own company, over 100 employees uh, working for her. It's not where you start that is the important thing. It's where you go. Babysitter. A youngster might uh, start out as a babysitter and decide they are going to have a professional babysitter service. House cleaning uh, can also develop into exactly the same thing. Now, in our society today, so many people are having to start over. As I have uh, stressed throughout these recordings, job security is pretty much a thing of the past. But employment security is absolutely the greatest it's ever been for certain people who believe certain things who take certain steps. And I've been talking about all of them all the way through. But when disaster strikes, and it does strike very frequently anymore, how do you handle that disaster? good friend of mine over in Atlanta, Georgia, several years ago, was worth several million dollars uh, one day, and a few days later, it wasn't worth anything. I mean, it all been wiped out. And we were talking about it, and I said, well, how do you feel? Well, he said, Zig, I'm not exactly on cloud 87, jumping up now with excitement. Man, I, oh boy, I've lost all of my money. Now I can start all over. But he said, I will tell you this, I made a very foolish mistake. That led to the loss of my money. But he said, Zig, I know a whole lot more now than I did when I first got started. The principles I've used to get there will take me right back again. He said, it's no big deal. I'm simply going to do the same thing again. And he did. His attitude. There is dignity in taking pride in your work, no matter what the job is. Are you doing an honest day's work today? Think about it. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.